Come have a seat in the Skald Circle and hear the tale of the marriage of Njord and Skadi, as told by Casimir. Before we begin our tale, did you know that we release new stories for free every week on Wednesdays? Be certain to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Spotify, Podbean, or whatever your favorite podcast app is. That way, you'll never miss out when we release free bonus stories other days of the week. Never forget, visit thescaldcircle.com to stay up to date with all our current happenings. And to also visit our story archive, sorted by origin and region. Now then, this begins the tale of the marriage of Njord and Skadi. Beyond the girdle of flint-gray water and the loveless lava flows, beyond the burning blue crevices, lay Thrymheim, the storm home of Skadi and her father Thiazi. It was a wonder that the hall withstood the charges of the wind and the batteries of hail. Thiazi was not there. He had gone in pursuit of his prisoner Aiden, the goddess who had escaped him. Skadi waited for them to return, and as the sun slipped over the horizon and the sky in the west seemed to catch fire and blazed, the white night dallied and yielded. Another dawdling day passed, and still Thiazi and his captive did not return. Then Skadi was alarmed and thought the gods must have ambushed him. Even as she waited, she knew in her heart she would never see her father again. Skadi's pale eyes gleamed. She grew cold with anger, then icy with fury. She swore vengeance on his murderers. Skadi walked from chill room to chill room in Thrymheim. She donned a coat of mail and a helmet and chose the finest of her father's weapons a sword engraved with magic, serpentine patterning, a spear with a shaft of ash, a circular shield covered with hide and inlaid with birds of prey, gleaming gold eyes and gaping red beaks. Then she set out of Asgard. Now that Aiden walked among them again, and the giant Thiazi was dead, now that they had recovered the apples of youth, the Aesir were carefree once more. They were aware of the clement of the sun, as if they had never felt it on their backs before. They listened to each note of each bird call, and they watched every grass blade growing. They felt at peace with themselves again, and at peace with each other. When Heimdall saw Skadi nearing the halls of Asgard and raised the alarm, the gods had no wish to see more blood spilt, or to prolong the feud. Some of them gathered and met the giantess and asked her, Will you take gold for your father's death? What good would that be, Askadi? Have you never heard of my father's wealth? When his father, Ovaldi, died, he and his brothers, Idi and Gang, came into a gold hoard. They measured it out in mouthfuls so as to share it fairly. And whatever belonged to my father now belongs to me. No, I will not take gold. What will you take, asked the gods. A husband, said Skadi. And she looked long at Baldur, the fairest, most gentle, and wise of the gods. I'll settle for a husband and a belly full of laughter. Then the gods conferred and agreed that Skadi could choose a husband from amongst them as payment. They did, however, make one condition. You must choose him by his feet, said Odin. Until you've chosen, that is all you'll be able to see of him. Skadi was not unwilling, and Odin arranged for all the gods to gather in a courtyard so that the giantess could make her choice. Shielding her eyes from all but the gods' feet, Skadi lost no time, but at once chose the most shapely pair of feet, believing that they would naturally belong to Baldur, 
the most handsome of the gods. A good choice, said Odin. Skadi quickly looked up and gazed into the friendly, knowing eyes, not of Balder, but of the lord of seafarers and sea harvests. The god Njord. His skin was weathered, and he had the clear gaze of one who had spent long at sea. He even smelt of salt. Skadi was startled. She stepped back and her icy look killed Njord's smile. I thought, she began. Think carefully, said Njord. Remember the words you speak now are the beginning of a marriage. I've been tricked, said Skadi bitterly. You might have chosen Loki, replied Njord unperturbed. So, you have your husband then, said Odin. A fair reward for your father's death. Many would say, indeed, the better of the bargain. You've forgotten the laughter, said Skadi. That's easily put right, said Odin. Skadi shook her head. Since my father died, I brimmed with anger and been drained by fatigue. I'll never laugh again. Where's the trickster? asked Odin. Loki stepped forward rather less jauntily than usual. He wondered whether Skadi knew that he had not only helped her father to steal the apples, but helped the gods to recover them too, and so brought about her father's death. Can you make this lady laugh? said Odin. If anyone can, you can. Not I, sir, stammered the sly god, as if he were some peasant standing before the high one. Not before I told you what happened, sir. Loki produced a long leather thong from behind his back. It was like this. I was going to the market and I wanted to take that goat there along with me. Loki winked at Skadi. You know how goats are, don't you, lady? They have their own ideas. Loki stumbled across the courtyard where all the gods and Skadi were assembled and tied one end of the thong to the goat's beard. Both my hands were full, lady. I was carrying produce to the market, and so I tied the goat to a tegument. A tegument, said Skadi? Lady, said Loki, my testicles. And he looped the thong behind his scrotum. The goat moved a little further to nibble at the new grass, and the thong linking them tightened. Early in the morning it was, lady, said Loki. Ah, very early. The goat suckers were still singing. The trickster cupped his hands to his mouth and closed his eyes and made a magical soft whirring noise. Rock, squawked Loki as the goat suddenly yanked the thong. Ock, squawked the goat as Loki pulled back. It was a tug of war, and when the goat gave way, it gave way so completely, bounding towards Loki, that he fell backwards into Skadi's arms. And Skadi laughed, despite herself she laughed. And for a while she forgave Loki everything because of her laughter. Playing the goat, said Loki, panting. Enough, said the Allfather. I have a mind to please Skadi further. Then Odin took two liquid marbles from his gown, and Skadi recognized her father's eyes. But look, cried Odin. He hurled the eyes into the heavens. Two stars, he said. Your father will look down on you and on us all for as long as the world lasts. Then Njord asked Skadi to go with him to his hall, the shipnard Noatun. But Skadi said she would only live with Njord in her own home of Thrymheim. Since neither of us is going to get his way entirely, said Njord, we had better agree to take turns. Nine nights in one place, then nine nights in the other. 
Then Njord and Skadi left the courtyard and the kingdom of Asgard and made their way into Jotunheim. They climbed over rock and scree and through sheets of snow too bright for the eye when the sun shone on them. A dreary uniform wasteland when clouds masked the sun. And the higher they climbed into a frozen world as still as death itself, the happier Skadi became. In Thrymheim she gave herself to Nerd. After nine nights, however, Nerd admitted that he had no love for the icy mountains. And, he said, I think the howling of wolves sounds ugly compared to the whooping of swans. Then Njord and Skadi came back to Asgard and passed nine nights at Noatun, and Skadi's dislike of the fertile, rocking sea was no less great than Njord's dislike of the barren mountains. I cannot even sleep here, she said. There's too much noise in the shipyard, and too much noise from the harbor. Boats putting out, boats coming in, the unloading of fish, and the mewing of gulls disturbed me, flying in at dawn from deep water. It was not long before Njord and Skadi decided the gap between their tastes was so great, although they were married, they must live apart. Njord stayed at Noatun, and Skadi returned to Thrymheim. The giantess covered great distances on her skis. Her quiver was always at her side, and she hunted and shot wild animals. The ski goddess that crouched dark shape, sweeping across the desolate snowscapes, took injury and death wherever she went. She had been touched by the god of plenty. She had yielded a little, and then frozen again. And that is the tale of the marriage of Nerd and Skadi. Thank you for listening to our story. If you enjoyed it, please take a look at our Patreon page to learn how you can earn great rewards while also supporting us. We appreciate even the smallest of contributions, as they allow us to continue to release new stories every week for free on Wednesdays, and also provide bonus stories for your listening pleasure. Visit us at thescaldcircle.com to view our story archive, sorted by origin and region, and to stay up to date with all of our developments. Once again, thank you for listening to our story.